Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. The historical stuff happens during the week, plus a modern cardinal on Saturdays. Sundays, we'll take a little bit of a break by covering some related topic, often as part of a multi-part Sunday series. Our first such Sunday series begins now. It's an effort to condense and summarize epitomize, to use a fancy term from classical historians, we are going to epitomize the content of the old popular history podcast into three to six minute chunks the new format offers. Considering popular history, now the solemn high pod, had a 30 to 60 minute target runtime, these summaries will be condensed by about 10 times. So if what we cover here grabs your interest, rest assured, you'll always be able to pope on over to the original Popular History slash Solemn High Pod content for more in-depth analysis and a whole lot more tangents. I'll make sure I do the longer versions first, so the longer version will always be there to reference. And I'll make sure to keep the numbering of these summary episodes the same as the episodes I'm summarizing from that feed, though I reserve the right to play with the titles themselves when I feel so inclined. Right now, There's a couple dozen proper episodes of popular history out, and so we've got some catching up to do. And do we shall, since those only come out 17 times a year, on solemnities, compared to this weekly segment. So, once we catch up, I'm thinking our second Sunday series will be on what the solemnities are, since I can hear your hands raising. Anywho, we're about halfway through my target word count, We did get into Genesis eventually, though, so we should give you the super summary here. If you want more detail, check out episode 0.1 of Popular History for the full version. Genesis is the first book of the Christian Bible, which Christians drew from the Jewish Bible, also known as the Torah or the Tanakh. It is divided up into 50 chapters, and since all the Bible is divided up into chapters, and I might as well be efficient with future discussions, Whenever I name a book of the Bible, and list a number of that without further elaboration, you can trust that that's a chapter number. If I then give you a second number, or maybe a couple second numbers, you can also trust that those second numbers refer to verses, the second level of division of the Bible, a start verse and maybe an end verse. To give you an idea of scale, chapters tend to go on for about a page, and verses for about a sentence. But your mileage may vary. Now, The very weekly structure that governs this Sunday series is drawn from Genesis. And though you can make a strong case for the seven-day week being a pre-existing thing, its prominence in the Bible is a large part of why the days of the week are what they are now. Genesis 1 says, For six days God worked and got creation made. Then Genesis 2 adds that on the seventh day he rested. Genesis 2 then says that for six days God worked and got creation made. Yes, creation is described twice in the first part of Genesis, and there are many more interesting diversions to consider. But in this summary, we'll simply note that humans were part of God's creation, that Adam and Eve were the first humans, and that Adam and Eve didn't listen when God told them they couldn't eat some fruit, so they got chucked out of the paradise known as the Garden of Eden, and according to Catholic teaching, all of us, as their descendants, get to deal with the consequences of that fall from grace, including original sin, which will come up again later. Satan was involved, too, 
or at least a serpent that Christians pretty much universally interpret as Satan was involved too. Adam and Eve learned to eat meat and make clothes and die, though presumably there was some mystery about what death was, since no one had ever done it before until their son Cain killed their son Abel, then tried to hide it from God. We're now up to Genesis 5, a snooze fest of genealogy, but that helps us skip a few generations and lets us reach the next marquee Genesis story, Noah and the Flood. God gets tired of all the sinning the humans are doing, so he makes a huge flood to drown almost all the humans except Noah and his family. God's not mad at the other land animals, so he has Noah put mating pairs into a big boat he tells him to build, called an ark. Eventually, the rain goes away and things get back to normal, including the humans making poor choices like building a tower that God basically sees as a challenge to his authority because of its scale, so God hinders human cooperation by making folks speak different languages, which is the Tower of Babel, if that's on your bingo card. In chapter 12, a dude named Abram hears God and gets promised children, even though he and his wife are old. God is a promise keeper, so after renaming and uh, God firebombing Sodom and Gomorrah for their sinfulness, Abraham has lots of kids, and the rest of Genesis is their family story. Abraham's son Isaac gets the bulk of the special treatment in the next generation, followed by Isaac's son Jacob. Genesis is full of hit stories, so check out Popular History if you want more in my style, or pick up a copy of literally the most popular book in human history to check out the original. Next week, we'll cover the rest of the written Torah, and tomorrow we'll continue prepping for our big timeline. Thank you for listening. God bless you all.